Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, the CEO of Collecti Lab, Selman G, is joining us. And that's all we got on this beautiful Tuesday, so I'm very excited for today's show. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how Coinbase has filed a new lawsuit against the SEC, explaining the difference between staking and a security, while SEC Commissioner Hester Pierce is publicly speaking out against Gary Gensler and his agenda to regulate by enforcement, providing a, a better process for American regulation. Bitcoin maximalists have hit the mainstream media, claiming their crypto token is the best store of wealth during a U.S. dollar collapse as the XRP price chart is on the move because a summary judgment is expected this week. And with connections between Circle and an American CBDC in full effect, we break down the details, showing our community how Ripple could be the oil fueling the new economic engine. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, you already know about the news we have prepared for today, and we're excited to get into it, but we got to do these introductions. So how you feeling, my friend? And thanks for being here. Abs, I'm feeling great. It's going to be a short week for me. I got a business trip coming up, so I won't be around the rest of the week. But I do want to say, as we talked off there, I am super impressed at how quick someone's hair grows. It is very impressive. But I want to start this out like I always do. Good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. We love you guys. Appreciate you. And to Susie, a special shout out. Sending you love, vibration, and prayers um, for the loss of the family. Uh, wish you, um, you know, sending again prayers and love. So, yeah, happy to get started. We got a lot of good news today, guys. A lot of interesting news. Absolutely. And Selman G, thank you for making time for us. For all of our listeners, it's exciting to have Selman here because he's about to do some TA, some much anticipated TA on XRP. But before we do that, how you feeling, my friend? And thanks for making time for us. What's up, guys? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I noticed something this morning. I actually didn't know that. Johnny Crypto has actually grew a beer, and I really, really like it. And if you guys also feel like that, drop that in the chat. I'm very excited. XRP is pumping finally, right? And it, it was no brainer. We talked about it. Um, and the TA looks beautiful uh, for many altcoins. And I'm uh, more than happy to share with you later. Awesome, guys. And we're going to get the show started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. We're at 3,125 followers. So go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. And while I'm on my Twitter account, I just want to remind you guys, tomorrow we got Quincy Jones joining the show. And that's going to be a massive interview. Brilliant kid, a developer at XTC. So really excited for that show. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is sitting in fear, or sorry, sitting in greed, Johnny Crypto. We are at a 68, but let's go to the Daily Movers because we got a token that everyone is here for. XRP is up 11.6% in the day. And of course, XDC, ironically, up about 16%. But guys, we got 316 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And thank you for making time for us on this beautiful Tuesday. Johnny, give us some brief thoughts. And then we're going to play an interesting video for all our Bitcoin maximalists out there. Yeah, everybody's getting excited about XRP. Everybody's wondering what's going on. We, we know this excitement because of this discussion in the air, you know, is the case coming to an end? What's going to happen? What are we going to do? And usually when you get all excited, you expect something, nothing happens. So we'll have to wait and see if we're going to get a, are we going to get a ruling? Are we just going to get, are we going to get a settlement? Or are we just going to get more delays? Who knows? Well, time will tell. But I have always said, keep an eye on the price chart. If you see something crazy happening in the price chart, that will be an indicator. So we'll have to keep a very close eye this week, Abs, and see what's happening there. 
Absolutely, Johnny Crypto. And we're going to start this show off by drawing some connections between Ripple and the U.S. digital dollar. But before we do that, we got 346 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Check out this brand new interview yesterday talking about USDC and an American central bank digital currency. Now I'm seeing sort of the, the end state vision. And I'm almost wondering if that end state vision for Circle and USDC is something like a proxy central bank digital currency, okay? Like, I know we're steps before that here, and maybe I'm getting too ahead of myself, but it just feels like that vision of like, we shouldn't have commercial bank, I'll call it protocol risk, because we have cryptocurrency here. It should just be one-to-one with a T-bill. It shouldn't take- This is unbelievable. So Johnny, let's just explain what what he's trying to describe here. He's saying we should get rid of commercial banks in order to bring in a central bank digital currency and bring the American citizen closer to the liquidity. So I have my own take. I want to give it to you. And then Selman, what do you think about that video right there? Well, Abs, first of all, this is the problem. And this is why I feel bad for your generation moving forward. Because you got clowns like that who have no clue, have been programmed all their lives to think a certain way. And this guy is sitting here promoting something that's going to enslave him. And he's excited about it. I mean, <laughs> uh, this is a sad, sad, sad generation. I'm going, hey, we got Jim Cramer now. So we, we got Kessler and Cramer. Where's my wrestling music? We got to We got to bring the meter into the house now. We got Jim. Jim, you're way down here, buddy. But anyway, as I digress, uh, let's continue on with that, with that, that video. Awesome. We're going to let the short clip play and go back to the group here. Here we go. Any risk of the banking sector or literally the central bank liability itself, right? That, can we just make that? Can we yeah. just? Uh, yeah. well, well, my question is, so yeah. I see that. You see that. A lot of people in crypto see that. We also see a complete absence of a U.S. central bank digital currency strategy. Right. I know they're writing white, paper, white papers on it all the time. China's like miles ahead of, yeah. of the U.S. They need a strategy. They may not know it yet. Will these events precipitate that conversation? Could it actually move? Uh, stop the video. Stop actually- the video. Stop it right here. Abs, this get oh my have, did you guys hear what this what this kid said? Where what is going on? Does he honestly believe that the US and the people who put the entire system in place doesn't have a plan for CBDCs? He's really buying that? Abs. Come on, what's going on here, buddy? Talk to me. What's going well, on? Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. What what caught my attention here is that he's using the argument that China's in a better situation than America because they already have a centralized product. The whole argument that we're trying to make is these products shouldn't be allowed in the United States. And we just saw yesterday, Ron DeSantis of Florida put in a new law or a new act to actually ban central bank digital currencies in Florida. So while these guys are promoting China and promoting the idea that the Fed should have more control. We are getting Republican politicians and other politicians throughout America speaking out against this new technology. So, Selman, I'd love to get your thoughts, and then we'll continue. How do you feel about a CBDC being promoted? Johnny, I don't know what That's you're That's what China's about. ahead in, Abs. That's what China's ahead in right there. Suppression. That's perfectly said. Sorry. Selman G, please give it. I'm going to give you the floor. Um, what do you think about USDC and the role they're going to play in bringing in a central bank digital currency? So when Jim Cramer, by the way, is buying CBDCs, I want to short it. Um, just kidding. So the the issue here that I'm seeing is like this guy is telling us that they're writing white papers, etc. We know that they have been talking about digital currencies for a long time back in 2015. Even there are plans, right? I'm assuming even before that, but I know that 2015, they were definitely talking about it. And so another thing is Christine Lagarde last week talked about the question came up about CBDCs. And she literally said um, that they started, you know, last year, um, a two-year research plan that they're doing like um, high-end work, focusing on the markets, et cetera. And, you know, they already have a pilot project, but I still don't believe that they just started doing research and, you know, they're testing things uh, for the next two years. I believe they have done it way before because they talked about it um, ten, like eight years ago, right? So that happened. And so um, this is why I personally believe and we've been talking about it nonstop here on the show that all these things happening before they even happened last year, you guys remember everyone watching this, we said that probably we're going to see black swan events and then 
crazy things happening in the space to promote CBDCs, right? We have bank runs and all of that. And now the government can come up, the Fed can say, hey, this is the reason why we should uh, roll out CBDCs to protect you guys. And stable coins bear a huge risk. So let's skip that. And just let's start with CBDCs. You you guys remember, we talked about it nonstop. And now seeing that these guys are coming up to promoting CBDCs, it's it's a no-brainer, right? It makes sense that they're promoting it. But CBDCs actually, uh, even though, yes, it feels like right to have a direct connection to the central bank, there is no intermediary. We know that there is suppression. We know how they can really manipulate the uh, pr- pretty much the the um, purchasing behavior, right? You want to save money. They tell you, hey, if you save, we're going to put a negative interest on it. We will charge you. Uh, we want you to invest it. Or sometimes they don't want you to spend any money and they're going to block your account. All of that can happen, guys. It's the beginning. And within the next 10 years, a lot of things can happen here negatively. Absolutely, Salman. I want to kick it back to you just for a brief comment. We broke down the Federal Reserve's new payment system for instant payments called FedNow. And what's interesting about this FedNow system is it doesn't leverage blockchain and it's not considered a central bank digital currency, but it has many of the same functions. So I just wanted to get your take before we continue with the show. We're about to draw some connections between USDC and Ripple and how all the way back in 2014, we already had an indicator that Ripple was going to be used for real-time payments in the United States. But before we dive into that, guys, we got 448 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Selman, what do you think about the Federal Reserve not central bank digital currency because they're going to have this new fed now instant payment system which does many of the same functions yeah um so the fed now system in my opinion is just you know obviously um here's the thing using xrp ledger for example um only would be weird because it's a decentralized ledger and they wouldn't give up that much power. Obviously, they want to have the control. And as the name suggests, central bank, right? Centralized. It's going to be in their hands. Obviously, they have the controls. And so the FedNow system is a nice way probably for them to test things out. But um, the main thing, obviously, in my opinion, XRPL is going to be is going to play a role other cryptocurrencies as well. So I I believe they will still uh, make use of these ledgers, uh, public ledgers in certain ways. But for now, the Fed Fed now is going to be their pilot project, I would say they're rolling it out. It's official. But in my opinion, it's still we're still very early for that. They're doing pilot, uh, you know, or let's say testings and um Let's see how that's going to evolve in the next years, because by 2025, we're really going to see how they're rolling out um, this new ledger system. Right. Uh, Most likely it's going to be centralized. And then we're going to see what FedNow is going to what kind of role the FedNow uh, system will play. Absolutely, Johnny Crypto. And before I kick it to you, I want to read a quote from Gary Gensler here. This is a quote from Gary Gensler teaching at MIT before he came into the SEC. And he was actually explaining a use case for Ripple and a digital dollar. He said, you could use a blockchain, but you need a bridge currency between. And that bridge is a stable value that's backed by the US dollar or the euro, as it could be a currency like Ripple has an alternative. So he was literally describing how Ripple can be used as liquidity between a digital dollar and a digital euro, Johnny. So when he calls XRP an unregistered security, this is an interesting quote right here. So I just wanted to get your thoughts and then we'll continue with the show. Yeah, how long? That was uh, 2018. So 2018. He, was, he was in a different position then, right? And was was not. He was actually teaching an economics course at MIT, and this was during a cryptocurrency course he was giving. So he was using this as an example, and he just decided to use Ripple. Yeah, he didn't know three years later they were going to tap him to be the uh, or four years later to be the SEC chairman. Right now he's like, damn, I wish I didn't say that. Uh, so the reality, though, is you know, as we know that there's going to be a CBDC. And a couple people in the chat saying we'll never have a CBDC in the U.S. No, guys, if you're thinking that, I hate to tell you, you're wrong. We will have a CBDC in the U.S. Um, it will be backed by a currency, a cryptocurrency that is backed by the U.S. government. That's the only thing people have confidence in. They're not going to let it be anything else. That's just you can't stop that. The question, Abs, and the only question left to remain is what will be the the um, you know the, the 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 liquidity source for that? Will it be you know the rails? What rails will be running the system? That's all we don't know at this point, and we'll have to wait and see what that's going to be. But Johnny, you know what caught my attention? I watched a video of Coach JV from earlier this morning, and what he was talking about is everybody was talking about UFOs just a couple of weeks ago. But we discussed on our channel what's really going on in the background. Why is everyone discussing UFOs and aliens? What's really happening that they're trying to distract us from? 
Well, the biggest banking collapse of the decade was taking place at the exact same time. So it's either a coincidence that aliens were being shot down in Canada at the exact same time the banks are collapsing, or it's a coordinated distraction. But I'll let our listeners figure that out for themselves, guys. Johnny, do you have a quick comment? I'm going to go with number two, coordinated distraction. Well, (laughs) since we're talking about coordinated distractions, we're going to show you a video speaking out from CNBC yesterday. This is a pretty cool kid. He's been talking. His name is Jack Myers, I believe. And he's a Bitcoin maximalist that they love to roll out on the mainstream media. He looks extremely young. I believe he's in his 30s, but they use him to promote our generation, the younger millennial generation. And this is him speaking out against the Federal Reserve and explaining why Bitcoin is the best solution to store your wealth. Like the government's going to tell me how the dollar is inflating based on a basket of instruments. Like my Netflix subscription or my Caesar salad doesn't actually tell me how well the dollar is doing or how much it's being devalued. Miami real estate does. Bitcoin does. Bitcoin's up over 50% this year. Yeah. You're telling me that the dollar's not inflating? You're out of your mind. I'm not listening to that. The, the, the Fed and the whole monetary system is based on trust. And they constantly, they constantly make, uh, break that trust. It'd be the equivalent of there's a fire outside of my house. I smell the smoke and someone's telling me, no, 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 it's just a bunch of teenagers putting on a bonfire. Okay, but I hear one one siren. I hear one police siren. Yeah. Are you sure it's a bonfire? Yeah, yeah, it's a bonfire. Now I hear 10 sirens, 100 sirens. Now my whole community is running out. I'm not going to get up and look outside the window, Kelly, and see what's going on. I don't believe them for a second. You've got to be absolutely crazy to believe the Federal Reserve right now. They're full of it, and I don't have to because I own Bitcoin. There's no one that can deflate my instrument. I get to hold it, save in it. I know the monetary policy. I sleep like a baby, like the baby face that I am. <laughs> That's an interesting way to end it. Somebody called me out here and said, did you say he's a cool kid? You're an idiot. And like, listen, I talk for an hour every day. Sometimes I say things that I don't truly mean. He is a very cool guy. I think he's got some interesting takes. I wouldn't necessarily say I look up to him, but I think he's a pretty interesting character. So Johnny, what do you think about Jack Meyer's statements here and the fact that he's speaking out against the Federal Reserve? I have a take I'd like to give after you. Well, Jack is apparently, and I don't know the kid from anything. It's the first time I've ever seen him. Apparently, he's a he's a Bitcoin maximalist. You know, and the reality is some of the things he said to some extent is somewhat right, but he's not, you know, he's not right that, you know, that 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 inflation is here because Bitcoin is up. No, Bitcoin is highly manipulated and is going to do whatever the hell. We've seen that Bitcoin is not a, um, a true inflation hedge against inflation. So. Uh, I would not agree with him in that statement whatsoever. Bitcoin is highly manipulated and they can do whatever they want. Um, the the only truth that he did say, which is correct, is that the Federal Reserve, the whole entire system, he's right. Whether you like it or not, you think he's cool, he's not cool, I don't care. He's right about the fact that it's built on faith. That's correct. The only reason why a dollar has any value whatsoever, Ab, is because I'm when I give it to you, you're willing to accept it in return in exchange for something. And that's it. And the only reason why you're willing to accept it is because you know the U.S. government backs it. And that is called faith. And that part is correct. And we're going to see, Abs and Summon, a transformation of that system from paper to digital. That's all that's happening. We're going to see this move from a paper, a faith in paper, to a faith in a U.S. Uh, a CBDC. That's what's coming. That's the transition that's going to happen. And what do I say all the time? People don't like change, right? And people are used and ingrained to paper and dealing with paper for hundreds of hundreds of thousands of years, or maybe hundreds. And now we're going to be saying to them, to my grandma, your grandma, everybody's grandma, grandma, hey, forget that paper thing, you know, and use this thing on your computer, on your phone, where they don't even know how to barely dial a number. And now they got to start using their phone to transmit money. That's the transition that's happening, guys, that you're going to see over the next few years that they're trying to move us into. Faith in paper to faith in digital system called the USB, uh, US, uh, blah, CBDC. Johnny, you painted a perfect picture there. And I think that ties in the first video that we played into what he's saying right here. But guys, we got 551 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And uh, Selman, I wanted to kick it to you because I think Jack did make a couple of good points. When he talks about the deflating of the dollar and the fact that they want to bring the Federal Reserve closer to the average investor. And the reason for that is what Johnny just explained. More control is beneficial to the people who already have the power. And why would they want anything different? But there is something I wanted to ask you about this interview in particular. 
We always discuss marketing, how important it is. And somebody who constantly listens to our show, this is Greenwood Holding Company, great listener. He said, this is all part of their narrative. They equate an immature kid with Bitcoin and crypto. And if the Fed sacrifices Bitcoin, they can use that to bring us back to the banks. I love that comment because we've seen it before with the FTX collapse. So is this a similar situation? I mean, for me personally, I know it's not a huge detail, but he's wearing his hood on air. I don't know if maybe they discussed that beforehand. That's an interesting detail. I actually like that comment. And yeah, when I watched this video yesterday, I was like, dude, you're on television. Why are you wearing a hoodie? Right. So it's weird. It's not just a random YouTube show. You're on television and millions of people are watching you. And so it's it's like I checked out his Twitter. I wanted to know who is that guy. Right. I didn't know who he is. And he got like three, 200, 300K uh, uh, followers on Twitter. And I saw the laser eyes and I was like, okay, this guy's a Bitcoin maximalist. He's not just promoting Bitcoin. I thought like he was promoting crypto, but like, nope, he is a Bitcoin maximalist. And so I was like, okay, skip it. Why? Because um, obviously whenever, whenever this happens, right, you see that crash happening in Bitcoin all of a sudden going up. You see these Bitcoin maximalists saying this is exactly the reason why you should buy Bitcoin. But then when things crash, they're all silent. They're all gone, right? And so you see, um, during that banking crash, imagine I read a tweet the other day. It was smart. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, the, the person said, uh, just a random question. When banks, uh, when we, we see bank runs and Bitcoin goes up, what happens when, when that gets resolved? Is Bitcoin going to go down again? So that's like the question, which is a legitimate. So I'm just asking myself now, um, okay, they are promoting Bitcoin at the moment where Bitcoin is at a super peak high now 28k could go up to 30 32 maybe 34 but it's already overheated um and we could see a smart like a very good pullback where um you know we could get get a great buying opportunity again but when you see these people right at peak talking about that that's another marketing strategy and i really like the comment that uh, our um um viewer here actually said uh which is um, you, you will see all these laser eyes and everyone talking about Bitcoin. And then when things go the other direction and the Fed is really taking, uh, the, controlling everything and making uh, things um, great again, then all of a sudden all these um, childs and then, you know, these young kids with hoodies, et cetera, they're all going to be blamed. It's kind of, it's going to look like FTX, man. I was listening to these guys as financial advisors and all of a sudden I lost my funds. So it's like a perfect play in my opinion also. Uh, we'll see. But I personally believe um, the Fed is going to take this under control. They will find a way. They have a plan. Obviously, these guys are, it looks like they're um, not smart because, you know, raising rates and pumping that much money into the economy, it looks like they did. they don't have a clue, but they wanted this to happen years ago. Right. This is all planned, in my opinion. These guys have, dude, these guys studied at MIT, Harvard. These guys are not stupid. The, these guys are playing something. They, they have a perfect game plan and they're executing it. And in front of the uh, camera, they're acting stupid, maybe for some of us, but they know exactly what they're doing. And this is part of the game. Awesome. Thank you, Selman G. And we got 533 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button and check out this new CBDC update here. As an anti-CBDC bill called the No CBDC Act was sponsored by a senator in the United States, and this is being pushed through so the Federal Reserve doesn't have the opportunity to launch a central bank digital currency. But Johnny, I lost my train of thought just a little bit there, so I want to play an interesting video for our listeners. But before we do that, we've got something better to show you as we're about to show you the smartest way to track your crypto. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com, that's MerlinCrypto.com, and sign up for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched. 
Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Not only is it the smartest way to track your crypto, guys, but it was created by the people you are looking at on this screen. And what's so exciting about that is we want to bring the best product possible for you. So please go sign up for our 30-day free trial, absolutely free. You can cancel at any time and give us some feedback on how we can improve our application. But guys, I got another friend joining the show right now. We got NFT Tones in the building. We had to call on the reinforcements because Selman G is about to jump off the show at the same time Tones is coming on. So thank you for making time for us, my friend. How are you feeling? I'm feeling fantastic, and it looks like the stars have aligned since I came at just the perfect timing. Absolutely. And Selman G, before we kick it off, and you, I know you have to jump, I'd love for you to do a little TA for our listeners. Many people are asking right now, what is causing this XRP price pump? And I think you may have an answer, so I'd love to just give you the floor. Can you address the XRP price chart, and then we'll continue with the show? Yeah, absolutely. And later, um, I've seen a comment. Um, if you allow me, I would also answer that one later. Um, so Johnny Curter was talking about, or, you know, we were talking about this uh, early uh, in the show that, you know, maybe there could be um, an answer coming, right? Whether or not the case is ending, this would be the best time to get that update because from a technical perspective, this looks just amazing and I want to share it with you guys. So at the moment, like for the last few days, I've been I've been really looking at XRP because we've seen a nice pump for many coins while XRP was still sitting at 36, 37 cents. And now this is just unbelievable. Like on the daily, I was checking, man, vol like the momentum looks strong, RSI looks strong. The higher you go, actually, you know, the momentum looks beautiful. We've been in accumulation for a long time for this one. Even on the weekly, it looks so powerful. It didn't even pump last time when we hit 42 cents back in January. So the momentum looks awesome. You see that ascending triangle here. You could even say cup and handle. It doesn't matter. But we are breaking from it on the weekly. You know, the higher the time frame, the more, you know, the more it takes, obviously. Um, but one reason why I was bullish on XRP the last few days is also because of the fact that Bitcoin dominance has increased massively. And today we've seen that pullback. All coins have seen a nice pump of six, 7%. Uh, that looks beautiful. Um, so la late or last night was a great buying opportunity again, we can say, but the uh, Bitcoin dominance, it has been, you know, pretty much like pumping hard the last few days and or last two weeks and now we're coming to an end we can slowly expect a trend reversal when big dominance goes down you know what's going to happen it's going to be a quick altcoin rally right and uh leading the way is ethereum and then the other high market cap coins including xrp but i believe xrp is going to be one of the big gainers uh right now because we have this beautiful you know momentum shift and we haven't seen a real pump yet it looks really pretty much um um ready like something's cooking and i want to show you this real quick when you check Selma, out while you pull that up i just have a quick question for you yesterday we showed something interesting on the show and i'm gonna flip it to my screen just take it right back after we showed this interesting price chart from waters above crypto showing an 800 day bullish pennant that has been formed and i think you even broke that down in a smaller time frame that you just did there's multiple bullish pennants that have formed on this price chart and so everybody who's asking why is this thing moving right now it's long overdue. This has been coiled for several months, and many believe the price has been suppressed for several months. Well, now we're about to get a resolution in the lawsuit or at least a summary judgment, and the price chart is looking better than ever. So it is an exciting time to be involved in this project, and I just wanted to throw that in there. And while I have the floor, guys, we got 200 and sorry, 571 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And guys, tomorrow we have Quincy Jones joining the show, so we are going to be doing an XRP and XDC deep dive but Selman, the floor is yours, my friend. Thank you so much. And apps, you're 100% spot on. Right now would be the best time. But even if we don't get any updates this week, XRP is about to pump because of the t price chart, because of the technicals that we can see. And one other thing that was quite interesting is the fact that XRP dominance was also at a local bottom, right? While everything pumped, XRP was really pretty much... Um, pretty much underperformed the last few weeks. We we have seen a great um, structure here. And obviously when you check out the XRP over Bitcoin chart, right? What I really like about this is the fact, and uh, let me zoom in, 
is the fact that we have been at like coming to an end here to the bottom. It was a massive oversold situation uh, on higher timeframes uh, for XRP. Uh, so Bitcoin pretty much outperformed XRP. But now we can expect at least a nice uh, trend reversal here. But please, guys, please keep in mind. I want to bring that up. That's the last thing. Bitcoin. Let me bring up the logarithmic chart here. Bitcoin on shorter time frames, right? Slowly, it's also the uh, daily. But you can see a bearish divergence on many, many uh, time frames, shorter time frames. So uh, suggesting a pullback. And that would be a perfect scenario where Bitcoin pulls back to 24, 25K and then Bitcoin dominance radically drops. All coins are not really uh, absorbing that pullback, right? They're still um, like they only drop a few percentage, but that would be a great buying opportunity, in my opinion. No financial advice where with a quick relief for like a nice relief bounce for Bitcoin, you'll see all coins, including XRP going uh, up really well. So for that, I would expect a little cool off here for Bitcoin that would drag down the price of many altcoins, but uh, not that much as Bitcoin dominance is about to drop. Wait, let me ask you something, Selman. I know a lot of times people anticipate that when Bitcoin goes up, that liquidity eventually flows into altcoins. So are you saying something differently just to clarify? No, what I'm saying is as Bitcoin dominance drops, the momentum shifts towards uh, altcoins. We see more um, bullishness there, right? But obviously, in terms of the, you know, when we look at the dollar chart, uh, when Bitcoin drops, obviously all of these uh, assets drop, all altcoins will drop. But as Bitcoin dominance, you know, pulls back, you'll see how altcoins, instead of dropping 10, 20%, they will only drop 5%, 7%. But then right after, once Bitcoin finds a support at certain key levels, for example, 25,200 is a very strong level that we need to hold. A quick bounce from there, you like once you see that quick bounce from here, you'll see how Bitcoin dominance radically drops. So it, it's already pulling back, but it's going to be even worse. That's great. When that happens, all coins will pump crazy. This is this has happened all the time in the past, and that would be great. However, I have another opinion. Since you know in TA, it's always like, hey, it can go up or down. I want to bring one single thing that could indicate another quick pump even though a lot of a lot of the ta a lot of the indicators suggest a pullback one reason only uh, there is one reason only why we could see a pump and that is because of the massive accumulation of short positions we have a lot of liquidity above 28,500 in 29k long short ratio at 0.79 meaning market makers might liquidate all the orders there, like retailers are confident that this is the top. And so we could see another short squeeze. But then if that happens, I don't care. It is time to take profits. Apps brought it up. 68 fear and greed index means a lot. We are overheated short term. So lock profits, take profits on the way up. But definitely make sure that you watch the charts closely when we drop to 25K. If we do, that you um, maybe, you know, trade your game plan and you invest in all coins because right after that focus on Bitcoin dominance as well. We could see a nice pump. We see it's overheated at the moment. So even if we see that short squeeze happening, make sure you watch out tomorrow's the FOMC meeting. That's all I can say. It, we can expect volatility, but sooner or later with a pullback will come great buying opportunities most likely. Absolutely. And thank you, Simon. We really appreciate your TA, guys. If you like that technical analysis, show us some love. Smash that like button. And Selma, just building off the points you made there before I kick it to Johnny, look at this price chart that Tony Edward, one of our friends, Thinking Crypto, put on his Twitter. He said that he's anticipating Bitcoin gets to about thirty-two to 36000 and then we get right back into that bear market territory. So Selman just painted a picture of how we may do the exact same thing in this short period of time, Johnny. And before we continue with our show, I just wanted to get your thoughts, and then we'll continue. Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to say it's refreshing to see that there are some young millennials that come on this show, like Tones and Apps, and don't wear hoodies. So thank you guys for being respectful. I'm Gen Z. I'm not a millennial. Yeah, I'm Gen Z, bad. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't let me throw you in that <laughs> But uh, Abs, you know, that chart that you showed is very interesting because I, uh, I know Tony Edwards said that, but I actually saw a similar one actually a, a while ago from BC Backer, and he actually said the same thing. 
Don't be surprised if we get a kick or a pull up in BTC to about 40K, 39.40. And now you're hearing Tony, you know, 30, 36. I do believe, yeah, that it is possible we may get that. And if we do get there, frankly, I will definitely be executing a portion of my exit strategy in the Bitcoin uh, piece of it. Because again, exactly for that reason, we're going to get that pump. It's not going to be held. It's not going to be sustainable. We'll get the pullback. Um, and then and then possibly reinvest some of those those later. So, yeah, guys, be on alert. Be aware. Have yourself an exit plan. Put down on paper. If nothing else for now, until we get more out there, just jot down on paper, you know, some points of where you think makes sense. And that's the beginnings of an exit plan. And then eventually, when uh, as we launch Merlin in the next, uh, this you know, soon, you'll be able to have it so you can put it in there and then you'll get the alerts when it happens. It'll make your life a lot easier. I wish we could tell them the truth about how exciting our exit strategy truly is. That is just the beginning, guys. And Johnny Crypto is just giving you a teaser. But before we kick it back to Selman, I want to play this video talking about summary judgment for Ripple against the SEC and what a Fox News reporter thinks it could come. Before the end of the month, and now we're coming up to you know the second to last week in March. So the feeling is that we might get something either this week or early next week. So that that's definitely something to watch. This week or early next week. And I'm no surprise at all. That's why the XRP price chart is looking primed for some movement at the exact time we could get a summary judgment. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that we will see something drastic, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if we saw some bullish momentum. We got between 50 and maybe 70 cents a coin, if I had to guess. And that for me would be a great time to understand that we are coming back down to those previous levels. But Selman, before you jump off the show, I'd love to give you a chance to just say goodbye and answer any questions. Thank you so much. I've seen a comment and um, a great question. I wanted to answer that before I um, before I jump off, and which is this one here. If CBDC is in full effect, how will it affect our wealth building? That's mm -hmm. a fantastic question. As people are scared now in the space, oh God, CBDCs will come. It's in you know suppression, and then the big brother uh, like pretty much controlling everything. All I can tell you guys is. Um, Human beings are behind this, right? It's humans. So at the end of the day, just like they came up with social media, this and that, there is surveillance, there is control, right? So there is going to be a backdoor. They will implement that for rich people, for you know certain people. And you can also play that, but maybe it's going to be a little harder to get there, right? So you see how rich people don't pay any tax, but not just the normal mid-sized uh, business owners, but like the big, larger corporations. And you have to get there first in order to get these tax benefits, right? And the same thing will be with CBDCs. Even if they implement that, you know, other there is going to be another country in the world that is not going to do that. They will back it by gold and other precious uh, maybe assets. And so there is going to always going to be um, opportunities in the space. And so it's not going to affect your wealth building if you are really um, focused on building wealth. Uh, that's all I want to say. So don't be uh, scared of CBDCs. Welcome it because it's another game plan that they're playing. But if you know the game, you can't be played. That's all I have to say. I want to say thank you to all listeners. We have 508. Come on, man. Three more viewers and we have 589. That would be amazing. So I'll kick it back to you, Abs. Love you all uh, and appreciate all of you guys. Love you, bro. Thank you so much for making time for us today. And guys, you heard Selman. Get us three more live listeners in here, and that might be destiny, my friends. But Johnny, I'm going to kick it right back to you. As Selman brought up something important, CBDCs are already in full effect, and the BIS has launched a CBDC pilot called Project Icebreaker. And this is so important because it could be bringing CBDCs to over 100 countries worldwide and using the BIS as an aggregate to communicate between these separate systems. So I just wanted to get some brief thoughts, and then I got some real relevant news prepared for our listeners. And this is why, like, when you played that video earlier, I got aggravated with that kid. The BIS is in charge of every single central bank in the system. The U.S. central banking system is probably is the most powerful and the number one, right? So to say that the U.S. US the U.S. Fed system is way behind, no, nobody. They're behind because they planned it, because that's what the plan is. The, everything you see happening is what I tell you all the time, Abs. It's right here. Okay, it's this. It's all scripted. It's all done. It's all ready to go. And the plans are in place and they're following it to a T. <clears throat> so don't get fooled by the fact. Let me ask you this, Johnny Crypto. Sorry yeah. to cut you off there, but someone brought up something that just came to mind. When they start printing CBDCs and the printing press goes back on, we're going to see hyperinflation go into full effect unless they do one thing, which is means 
They add an expiration date to these central bank digital currencies. And we've already seen that happen in China. But earlier this week, we referenced a man who previously worked at Coinbase and is now working for Andres and Horsewitz. He predicted that Bitcoin would go to a million dollars in 90 days. So obviously not going to happen. But what's his reasoning behind this? He said it's already been proven that the Federal Reserve has printed 18 trillion new dollars in just the last 24 months. And we're yet to see that hyperinflation hit the market. So what he's anticipating is that this storm is going to come out of absolutely nowhere. And at some point, this hyperinflation, not only is it going to go into full effect, Johnny, there'll be no way to reverse it. The Fed is waiting far too long on the sidelines. They should have acted 12 to 18 months ago. Yet here we are today waiting for this 18 trillion in inflation to come into these markets and Bitcoin set up to capitalize on that. And that's where I agree with the hooded 25-year-old kid that was on CNBC. He makes some good points. Do I like the marketing behind it? No. And it makes me uncomfortable because I really do feel like they're setting up Bitcoin for some sort of a collapse. And they're going to use people like him as a catalyst to say, look at these idiots. Why are they better than the Federal Reserve? I don't know, man. I'd just like to get your thoughts. I threw a lot at you there. I mean, no, it's just, it's just a very simple. At the end of the day, it's, a, it's about having a, a system they can control. And we all know anything other than a CBDC, anything crypto-based, potentially, potentially, especially Bitcoin, is out of the control. And it's all decentralized, and it's it's too painful to control. So they're just going to squash it like they're doing by shutting off the on and off ramps. And whatever they can't, you know, it'll it'll live out there in, in some degree. You know, people always seek for alternatives. People are asking right now on the channel here, what can they do? What's an alternative? You know, gold and silver may become an alternative. People may go back to the old school. You know, they may realize if people start realizing abs, the, the real control of the system and the limitations of the system and that your money expires. You know, people may say, you know what? I'm not dealing with that. And you may start to see store owners say, hey, put up signs. Gold accepted here. Silver accepted here. I don't know. I, I can't see the future. But Bitcoin. I can. Bitcoin accepted here. Exactly. I think you will get now. The problem with that is the government could always just ban all that stuff. And that's where that's where we don't know what's going to happen. That's what we have to wait and see. But people are saying, what can you do outside of the system? You know, there's, there's just regular assets, gold, silver, real estate, things like that. You can try to diversify a bit to to protect yourself to some degree, Abs. Um and I also don't want to confuse people, but Johnny, something I've learned just in the last year or so is that the entire economic system is held up by treasury bonds, which people That's like right. us, the regular retail investor, does not understand how that system works. So that whole system's on the brink of collapse. And I don't want to take too much time explaining this, but treasury bonds, you purchase them, for example, if I purchased a treasury bond back in 2020 that was receiving 1%, that now is that is now worth, I believe, 70% of its value here in 2023. So it's already lost 30% of its value. And that's from inflation alone. So what happens? The banks are forced to sit on these assets that are bleeding and nobody will purchase them in the open market. So not only are they depreciating, they're now illiquid. So it's a double-edged sword. They're getting killed from both ends. And that's what's on the precipice of collapsing. So I just wanted to give my two cents. And Johnny, what do you think? Well, no, you're spot on. And a lot of people talk about, oh, the safest place in the world is being the bond market. That's why it's not the safest place in the world, because they're telling you it's the safest place in the world. You don't want to be in bonds right now. I personally don't want to be in bonds. Frankly, abs, to be honest with you, the only thing that is safe, I don't care what anybody says, you can knock me all you want. It's fine. But gold, gold and silver are ultimately have stood the test of time and probably the safest thing. And to me, everybody, and I'm not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice, but everybody should have a little bit of gold and silver in their in their uh, in their portfolio in there for the ultimate true protection because we don't know what's coming. Other than well, we know what's coming. We don't know what kind of impact it's going to have to our lives. Having some gold and silver there is certainly a way to hedge all of, all those bets. Abs and I frankly um, don't want to go down this path without being diversified in all the different spaces, gold, silver, crypto, real estate. For me, having a full diversified portfolio is the safest way. If you put all your eggs in one basket and you put them in crypto and they decide to squash crypto because they're going to shift everything to CBDC, you're going to feel a lot of pain. For me, that's not a smart it's not a smart way to play this game. You have to be diversified in, in different assets. NFT Tones, I'd love to get some additional comments from you. And then we're going to draw and paint the picture that everybody is here to tune in for. USDC connected to Ripple and using XRP possibly as liquidity between CBDCs. We're going to break that down. But Tones, what do you think about that news right there, the Bitcoin statements? I mean, I feel like this is huge. I mean, knowing that this money has been hidden and that it's going to come and hit us, I feel like. The U.S. dollar, like I said last week, is going to lose its world currency status. And this is going to be huge for Americans because it's really going to put us in tough situations. So it's really time to start thinking and start investing 
possibly into the right things and start looking at other alternatives that you think will last, such as maybe Bitcoin and gold and silver and other things, such as land and property. But of course, not financial advice. Always do your own research. Absolutely, NFT Tones. And let's break down this important article for today. As Cross River Bank had actually partnered with USDC in order to provide uh, liquidity to this stablecoin. Well, what's interesting here is that back in 2014, Cross River Bank actually partnered and integrated with Ripple to bring real-time payments to their system. So it's a little bit of an old connection here, but it's one of the things that I wanted to, to focus on when they're bringing in central bank digital currencies and the narrative that it can be done without liquidity between stablecoins. So if USDC were to be used for a stablecoin, this is a clear example of that. And guys, we got Coach JV in the live chat. So I actually think it's a good time to prepare and show our listeners a video I wanted to describe about bail-ins versus a bail-out. So shout out to Coach JV, our fearless leader. We're going to let this short clip play and go back to the group here. Here we go. That is what a bail-in is. So what happened with Silicon Valley Bank, that was a bail-in. A bail-in is where you take the debt of that bank and you turn it into equity and you put it on the market for sale. A bailout is when you print money or inject money in and you give them equity. Let me break that down one more time. So a bail-in is when you take the debt, so the debtor, and you turn the debt on that bank into equity and you put it on the open market for sale. And then when that sale happens, anybody over 250,000 deposits gets a portion of the equity sale and it's a new organization or corporation. Basically, if you had $250,000 and it got sold as an insurance to another bank, you would be left at, let's say you had 250 grand. They might say, great, we have 120,000 to give you, the 130 you lost, nothing we can do about it. Go home, Johnny Crypto. So I just wanted to play that short clip and go back to you guys. What do you think of that clip? Well, no, Coach is spot on. And see, the problem with this system here is a bail-in is actually uh, another way to say it is steal your money. They basically take the money. And Coach is actually explaining this. They take the depositor's money away from you. You basically lose it rather than being insured, right? Anything over 250 is at risk. And so that's a very, very scary place to know. And it's basically saying, if you think about it, it's saying, hey, don't put your money in the bank over 250 because it's not protected. It's a very, very high risk. And this goes back to something that someone said, and I think it's very important, Abs. I want to spend a few minutes to talk about this, is knowing the game, guys. You need to know how the game is played. And that's why I'm going to encourage all of you to sign up. There's a link below. Come to the Freedom Conference that we're having here in April in Arizona. And we're the reason why- a celebration, Johnny Crypto. And the reason we're calling it a celebration is because we should get some exciting news about XRP during that time. And of course, our whole team is together and we all love this community. So I'm calling it a celebration. I want to manifest that just going forward. So guys, come join the celebration. Sign up on the link below. Come to the Freedom Conference. You get to come with us. You'll get a hug from all of us. But more importantly, we're going to be teaching you guys about the game, how the game is played, and how to, you know, how to protect. There's so many different topics. Link below. Click in there. Come and check it out. You're going to be able to learn how, to, how the game is played, how to protect your assets, how to do uh, uh, um, life insurance that Coach has. So many different things we're going to Golden educate children. you. Gold, silver, so many different things. We're going to educate you at the show. You've all been asking, how do you protect yourselves? Come to the Freedom Conference. That's how you do it. We're going to have a lot of stuff on content there. So uh, we encourage you to do that. Absolutely, guys. And if you want to call it anything, not only is it a celebration, it's a networking event. Johnny, that's where we actually met each other at first. So great ideas have come from this conference. We are the representatives of that. But guys, not only ideas, apps, think about friendships, think about companies that we've all built together have come because we all met. At, at these conferences so guys it's not like you're just coming there to see you may meet somebody that you don't even know there's so many high vibrational people there yes we'll give you a hug with the merlin shirt there's gonna be so many high vibrational people there in that room abs that the ability to share that high vibration with other people you may find somebody like-minded the next thing you know two months later you got a partner a business partner who knows you know Absolutely, Johnny. 551 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And this is the update I wanted to show you before we close out the show with a, De with a John Deaton summary of the XRP lawsuit. So David Schwartz actually took the time to comment on the banking collapse. He said, if you have more than 250000 in a bank account in the U.S., punch your name of the bank followed by unrealized losses into your favorite search engine and choose wisely. So here's what he's saying. If you are not in a big bank, the big six, the J.P. Morgan Bank of America... You should be because your money, it's not fully insured. But guys, this is the exciting video I've been waiting to play for our listeners as John Deaton is talking about what could happen after a summary judgment with Ripple in the SEC. This is a little bit longer clip, so we'll pause it and narrate it throughout the show. Here we go. 
And if Ripple uh, goes to the Supreme Court, they're going to win. Now, that's pretty confident for me to say. I said 100%, I'm sure. And there are not many things you're sure in 100% because this Supreme Court, it overturned Roe versus Wade. No matter what your position is on it, it was 50-year precedent. They're conservative judges, justices. And if you look at the EPA West Virginia case that uh, Professor uh, J.W. and I talked about recently, that's the case where they slapped down the EPA for extending its jurisdiction without congressional authorization. There you go, SEC. Those are the kiss of death right there. But, Johnny, what catches my attention throughout this thing is John Dean has explained several times if the SEC fails to prove that Ripple, which already holds more than 50% of XRP, is not considered a centralized or an unregistered security, they're going to have a really difficult time applying that to other projects in this market, and specifically the Ethereum ICO that took place back in 2014. And I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here, but I think we should. When it comes to Ethereum, I think there's going to be a definitive line in the sand. When they began the staking protocols where you could stake into the native Ethereum blockchain, that's what the SEC is going to go after. So they're going to leave all the ICO, all the pre-proof of stake Ethereum alone. And they're going to come after them on the back end. So I just wanted to put my two cents in there. What does this clip mean to you, Johnny? Well, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole because I love rabbit holes. So here's the thing. Deaton, you know, Deaton, I think, has a very strong conviction there in saying that, you know, if this goes to the SEC, Ripple's going to win because he's seen a lot of the facts and knows what's going on with the case. And he's an attorney, right? The thing you want to keep an eye out is the SEC and how far they push for an appeal after appeal. Because you know how courts work. When you win a case, the other side immediately appeals, right? So if they appeal... As you rightfully said, there's no way in the world the SEC is going to let this thing go far enough to a situation where they lose and then it clips their powers in the future. They're not going to let that happen. They can't, which which is what has me worried if they appeal, because if they appeal, that means they know. Right, don't forget, these guys got inside connections and information, right? So it makes you wonder if they do that. But, Abs, I do think it is fair. We have to give a shout out to Mr. McDuck. He says, I can't stop saying this. You all have the best show, hands down. Mr. McDuck, we thank you. We appreciate you for that. We do this show for you guys, so it is very uh, it is very rewarding to see you come back with those kind of comments. So thank you, guys. We appreciate that. Um, but, yes, at the end of the day, Abs, this is going to be something to keep an eye on. Keep an eye on how far the SEC is willing to continue to appeal. Because if they're continuing to appeal and they know that their power is at risk, I would be nervous that that means they know they think they can win. And that has me scared. If they stop the appeals, then you know, okay, this thing's done and over. And we're finally going to get some kind of ruling or settlement that's going to stick. That's what I'm looking for, Abs. Well, let me just build on what you said there, Johnny, because Hester Pierce was actually speaking out against Gary Gensler earlier this week, stating that regulation by enforcement is not the way to do this. And this is not, this is something that is not even up for debate. This has been outlawed by Congress in the past. You are not allowed to regulate without laws already in place. And the gray area that we have right now is this new technology. Some of the laws apply. Some of them don't apply. And this is what we're trying to figure out. So the SEC's current agenda may be too packed to pass important regulatory guidelines, said Hester Pierce. Gensler has a tremendous amount of energy. And I think that's reflected in a very busy regulatory agenda from the commission. I do have grave concerns about the number of things we're trying to do at the same time. The SEC in particular is putting the cart before the horse, Johnny Crypto. And this is what something, these are the lines that I want to focus on. She said, there's more efficient way to do this. I think if there's a problem in the industry, we need to deal with it through regulation and then enforcement should follow the regulatory process. Regulators, sorry, regulators might be better off opening the discussion to public forums in order to create policy. And I think what we're trying to do is bring in law through settlements, said Hester Pierce. But the biggest quote throughout this article is the one that has me concerned. And it's kind of the title of our video of today. Some people in the regulatory world are perfectly fine with having innovation in crypto move away from the United States. This is because they don't think there's anything positive that can come from this innovation. And Hester Pierce, she seems to have a different mindset. So, Johnny, lots of bold statements there. But what we talked about before is Hester Pierce gets to play the good girl in this script while Gary Gensler is the bad guy. And they're all moving us in the same direction, which is cryptocurrencies are going to be custodied by banks alongside the use of central bank digital currencies they understand this better than anyone else. I'm almost out of breath. Floor is yours. Yeah, that was good. That was a mouthful there. But I think the good, you summed it up very well, Abs. And it's so important that it, that's exactly right. We know, we know 
that the U.S. has said they were going to take a backseat on the innovation of this. Powell came out and said it two years ago. Um, that's exactly what's happening here. And yes, Hester, unfortunately, they're all part of it. They're all part of it. As much as you want to believe that they're not and they're on our side, the reality is, you know, they're just playing their role. Uh, and so the reality is we'll have to see where it goes. But uh, she's right. Her comments are correct right there that there is a more efficient way. The right way to do it is smash that like button, guys. Come on. We need to smash that thing. Smash it two or three times. Not two times. Only odd times. Only smash it odd times. You can smash it seven times. It's got to be odd number. And if you're really, if you're wondering whether you should smash that like button, earlier in the episode, we had an interesting comment. And apparently, Jim Cramer said he wouldn't hit the like button. If that is not a sign to hit that like button, I don't know what is, Johnny Crypto. But I did that's start- right. What do you say? <laughs> well, that's right. Whenever you see Kramer do something, we tell you to do the opposite. If Kramer's saying not to smash it, make sure you smash that like button. But I think there is an important thing message here that she is right. We do need Congress to bring regulation and then the SEC to enforce that regulation. But the problem is we don't have the regulation and the SEC gets to then be the wild, wild west and do exactly what it's saying. Coach is right, guys. The the the, the conference is a powerful event. It will change your life. Talk to abs. He talks about all the time. You'll hear Mario talk about, you'll hear me talk about it. it changes your life. You won't regret it. It's well worth the money spent. Click on the link below. Join the freedom. There's limited seats. We only, there's a, there's only, there's only, there's very few seats left. So you better sign up now if you want to come and join us and here, you know, uh, again, try to change your life. Link is down below friends and family. And there's only, you may only get one or two chances in your life to meet Johnny crypto in person. And this is going to be a unique opportunity, but guys, we're going to close this episode out with a really interesting video. This is the former head of the OCC in America, Brian Brooks, who currently works at H bar. And he's talking about operation choke point 2.0, AKA pushing crypto out of America. It's pretty clear. There has been a decision across the bank regulatory agencies in this administration that crypto is inherently risky and needs to be extricated from the banking system. My personal view is, you know, if you treated crypto as a normal yet high risk legal activity, you would have crypto distributed across a large number of banks. No one bank would be the central failure node for the economy. Um, and you're from the OCC. Do you think that they actually have the uh, the mental capacity to do that? This is so I important. To burst your bubble, but yes, the, the way the bank regulators work is that they are highly coordinated. I mean, when I was running the OCC, I had a weekly call with the FDIC chairman and with the uh, vice chairman of the Fed First Bank Supervision. We talked every week for an hour and talked about what our priorities were for the coming week, how we can support each other, how our actions would affect the system. So these things are not accidents uh, at all. I'm, I'm highly confident of that. They're not accidents at all, and he is highly confident of that. That is some exciting news, Johnny. So just to close this out for the show, how do you feel about Operation Choke Point 2.0? Oh, I don't feel great about Operation Choke Point. It sucks, right? We know that. We know what it's about. It's about... You know, so so here here I'm gonna walk you through kind of what I think is happening. So you have this thing where they want to bring in a CBDC, right? And we know they tie it to crypto. And I wish I was gonna be here tomorrow to meet Quincy, but we'll have to do it another time. But Ab, so you, you have this system where they wanna they wanna introduce crypto, uh, CBDC. Well, to get that in, you first have to give people an understanding of what is crypto. And I think that's kind of what the whole BTC thing was about and the cryptocurrency Alcoin. Create this thing so people understand what it is, right? And like, okay, it's crypto. Then you blow it up, right? You have these things like FTX failure, three euros failure, SESV bank failure. All these things are failing. Now you go, okay, well, it was a good idea, but it failed because it wasn't regulated. So, oh, here's the solution. What does Coach always say? Problem, reaction, solution. And that's exactly what you're having here, right? You're seeing it and you're going to see that the solution is going to be, hey, guys, you know all that crypto stuff that was kind of working? Forget all that stuff. Scrap all that. You don't need that. Here is the solution. You know, like we've been telling you on this show over and over right here. This is the narrative that you're going to continue to hear. Here's the solution that's going to work for you. It's good. You're going to love it. You're going to, you know, don't worry that it expires and don't worry about this and that. But we got you covered. And that's that that's what's coming ads in the long run. Absolutely, Johnny. And we're going to play this very brief clip and close it out with NFT Tones comments. This is a man who works at R3, and he said central banks have already produced great, have already created production grade CBDCs running behind the scenes. And this has been happening since 2018. So this is nothing new. We're going to let the short clip play and go back to tones here. Here we go. And it's muted. So just give me one second here. Here we go. <laughs> but there are some that have been really active with us. There are some that are very close to having production systems. When you say close, uh, when do you think they'll, they'll go uh, 
We, we I would say definitely within the next couple of years. They'll go live within the next two years. Yes. What he just said, I can't, this should be on every mainstream media in the entire country, yet we're focused on wildfires and other things that are completely irrelevant. UFOs, aliens. This guy just said central bank digital currencies are being perfected in the background through the R3 system, and they're officially going to launch in the next 24 months, which anybody who's in our community knows time flies. 20 months, 24 months, that's the blink of an eye. And this guy is telling you that is what's coming in that time frame. So, Tones, we got like 30 seconds. How do you feel about CBDCs coming in the next two years? Well, I mean, if you think about it, this technology has been probably in development for a while. <clears throat> we see it coming to other countries already. We see um, countries starting to make CBDCs. And it's just it's a really scary thing to pay attention to. And so it's really interesting because, like, what we should be doing as the people is looking into trying to find the foundation of how these things are going to connect. And I think that trying to invest into these types of things and try to make things get the bottom basic for and try to have multiple horses in the race will allow you your best chances to become successful in this type of world right now, because there's so much going on and we don't know what's safe and what isn't. So it's just, it's better to be, cautious and have multiple uh, horses in the race thank you so much tones and we got 460 live listeners joining us show us some love smash that like button and check out that xrp price chart we are going to 45 cents tomorrow we're gonna have quincy jones on the show huge exciting episode coming for you guys so like we always say warriors ah, get your shit together baby thanks for joining us let's go let's go